Listener Production. Kickbump acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boonwurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the Kickbump Podcast, your fortnightly DM on all things motherhood. One, two, three, Hi guys. Hi Mandy. Hello. It's uh um, first of all, how are you? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Don't worry about me though. I'm just doing the behind the scenes stuff. No, most of the we time. have had some lovely feedback from Kick listeners. Oh, I that's love good. you. Oh, me. Yeah, you. <laughs> I don't I feel like I'm, I mean, you know what? I think people love behind the scenes stuff and I'm a behind the scenes girl. But so, here you are up front. Yeah, I know, mic. I know. And I do break that fourth wall <laughs> occasionally on this podcast, but I appreciate the feedback. That's really nice. No, you're always welcome. <laughs> we we could not do it without you. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but today's episode is a goodie, and before we get into it, I have a very quick Harvey update. Yes. Tell, how is the little man? I feel like every time I do this, I'm just going to think of more words he's saying because I think that's the easiest place. Oh, cute. To, like that's the thing that happens yeah. the most and the most frequently. Anyway, he watches Miss Rachel, which if you don't know who Miss Rachel is and you're a mother listening and you have like a toddler or even a baby, like mm. get on to Miss Rachel. What's Miss Rachel? She's a, well, she has a YouTube channel. Oh, yep. And she just, it's like green screen kind of scrappily put together um, probably in her house during COVID, I would guess. But she works a lot on like speech for little ones. She okay. teaches them how to like sing and say words and she really pronounces the words. Yeah. Anyway, he loves her. Like nothing glues him to the couch more than Miss Rachel. Cute. Even the Wiggles doesn't do the job as much as she does at the moment. I don't know if I'd be able to introduce the Wiggles to my future children. My other friends have oh, said this. You know what? And I was actually having this conversation yeah. with my friends the other day about how like I feel like I'm going to control what my <laughs> what my kids watch so that I don't go crazy yeah. listening to the same songs on repeat. Yeah, because obviously kids love to watch things on repeat. Yeah, so it has to be something you're able to handle. How yeah. do you go with Wiggles? I don't mind it. I mean, now it's a bit different because I've been watching it a lot and listening to it a That's lot. That's what I mean. But when do, I first do, started, jugga, I jugga, liked big red car, oh, it. Does get in your head? Much. It does painfully <laughs> get in your head. But so does anything because the thing is, is yeah. whatever your kid likes, you've just put, you just put on repeat. Bah, it's like a yeah. go-to. It's just on whenever repeat. I put it on like ABC Kids and it flicks between different you know shows, he's a bit like uh, <laughs> it doesn't care just as much. Put something on that I can, put Miss Rachel you know, on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. The great thing is, is it's actually working. He's fully learning. Like, he, not only has he learnt dance moves, which is the cutest thing ever, <laughs> to like all of the, you know, Itsy Bitsy Spider yeah. or all these other songs. He does all the dance moves, which is adorable. He's actually learnt some words. What is he, what, so any random words? One particular, well, not random, but like the other day when I was at work, Josh sent me something because he was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for you to get home so I can show you this mm. new thing Harvey's doing, which happens a lot. This is what happens to yeah. the working yeah. parent, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I was very, very excited to see it. And what he did was he was eating. No, actually, I think when he first did it, he was playing. Josh was playing with him and, like, throwing him on the bed. And other than words, she also kind of teaches sign. Oh. so like it's, And I don't yeah. know if it's, like, universal sign language yeah. or if it's baby sign because oh. I think that there might be a difference. But she'll do, like, hand gestures for the words. Cool. And so Josh was throwing Harvey on the bed and he's also done it again on the high chair. Yeah. And I'll let you listen to the audio so you can hear what he says. Okay. Mom. 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 
So he says oh, more and he taps so his fingers cute. together. So now when he's eating, he'll like finish his mouthful and if he really wants some more, yeah. he'll go more and he puts more? his hands together. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and he was doing it when, even when he was playing. Like if he stopped, he was like more, more. And the other day even, like, he came to this shoot that we had with the community and Laura was feeding him some of the Bliss Ball and he went back over to the table after he'd, like, polished hers off and looked up at the bowl of Bliss Balls and looked at her and said, more, That's more. so cute with the little hands. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that is, I actually wouldn't mind Googling it. The sign I wonder if, for more? if the actual sign for more in sign language is to mm-hmm. tap. It's kind of like the action we're doing is putting our fingertips together. <laughs> It is. There you go. There you go. There you go. He's teaching me. Oh, my God. So your son knows sign language. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Going, what does that mean? So it's just, it's so cool. And so, yeah, now he's like doing this new word and it. it actually means something. Like he's putting it to what it actually, you know, he's not just saying it randomly. Yeah. He's saying he's it when he wants correctly. more. Yeah. I love so it. So proud. That is so cute. I'm so proud. I feel like he's going to be a chatterbox. Do you think that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just like, I don't know, he gives off he, vibes no, of like, he hundred percent. He's very vocal. He loves attention. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't really love being alone. Even if he's like playing alone, you still need to be in his vicinity. Mm. So yes, he'll be a people person. That's very for sure. cute. Well, he can teach us a new sign language yeah. um, word next, Perfect. maybe next episode. <laughs> Every episode you got to, the update today is this is what you say <laughs> this dance. This is what this means. Yeah. <laughs> so on today's chat, we have the incredible Fifi Box. And I, okay, I have a story to tell <laughs> yeah. because I met Fifi years and years ago oh. and it wasn't through like an event through the industry or anything. Yeah. It was actually at a Pilates class. Oh, like not the one that you were running or no, something? like exactly. A related nothing? And I totally fangirled at that moment because I, I was very young. I was new in the industry and I mean, she's Fifi Box. Yeah. And anyway, I thought there's no way she would have remembered that. And then also, I think I've kind of seen her and done some other things and maybe chatted to her over the years. But that would have been like probably eight or nine years ago. Did you actually meet like and speak to her? Yeah, like said hello. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, she walks into the podcast room. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking she's a busy lady. She's probably just, you know, has to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And she's not going to remember meeting me. And so I was ready to say, it's so lovely to finally meet you properly <laughs> because I followed her on Instagram and stuff. So we felt like, I'd, you know, damn. Anyway, yeah. she walks in and gives me a hug and she said, it's so nice to see you and brought up that first memory. Yep. So and nice I was see you like, again. oh my God. <laughs> yep. And then from there, she also followed it up with, this is my first podcast. I love this. So you're, yeah, you're about to hear basically that Fifi doesn't really do a lot of extra curriculum. Yeah, I mean, fair <laughs> enough, because she does because a lot. Because she's a busy, yeah, she's a busy working mum. She yeah. does the breakfast show for mm-hmm. um, The Fox. She's on the telly a hell Fifi of a lot. Nick, she's on yeah. the telly a lot. So when it comes to extra things, I mean, someone like her would get asked to do a podcast so often. Yeah. So the fact, and she's never done one. No. The fact that she said yes to this one was very special and I was, very privileged. Honestly, I was blushing. <laughs> and I really enjoyed this chat so, so much. So obviously you would know that she is an incredibly popular Melbourne Breakfast radio host. She's a TV presenter. She was on the project for a long time and she still is on there every now and again. She's also been an actress on Neighbours. Mm-hmm. She's a mum of two. So she's got Trixie, who is nine, and Daisy, who is three. And Daisy came along through an IVF journey, which Fifi decided to do on her own, which is so awesome. And so we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about um, single motherhood mm. through this and and also how she balances that being 
as busy as she is as yeah. well and the support network that she has um, in getting through. But also, very importantly, she's released a second book, mm. which I'm so excited for her. And I did read it to Harvey and my re- Harvey's reaction. Kids book, we should say. Oh, sorry, kids book. Yes. <laughs> Not a novel. <laughs> That's why he's learning book. all those words. No, yeah, she's released her second kids book. Posy Pearl is a curious girl. Yes, and her first one was Minty Mae Grey and the Strangely Good Day. Yeah. And it's quite funny because she posted on her Instagram um, showing Daisy Posy Pearl yeah. is a curious girl when it, when it came to her house. And she was not excited about it. Like, not I tell happy. you, love that. It's yeah. always kids are so unimpressed by yeah. their parents' achievements. I know it's so funny, no matter what age, right? You're like, oh, come on, give me some, yeah. give me some love for this. So, I mean, Fifi, if you are listening, Harvey loved it, and he got so excited when he saw it. He was like, yeah. "Wow, the illustrations, beautiful!" It was really fun to read as an adult, which is always important. And both of her books have really great, strong meanings behind them as well. Absolutely. So it's yeah. Let's yeah. get into it. Let's get into today's chat. Well, <laughs> I'm so excited for this chat. <laughs> Welcome to the Kick Bump Podcast, Fifi Box. Oh, Steph, thank you for having me. What a cool studio you have, by the way. I thank love you. this because we work in the same building. I was going to say, it's your similar. You got a better one. Oh, I really? think, Yeah, I think you did. We, I've got windows in mine, but they've blocked them out, which oh. I, I think that defeats the purpose of having a window. But no, this is very cool, very oh, cosy. Thank you. <laughs> and I can't believe I feel very, very privileged that you, you said this is your, you don't do podcasts. No, I haven't so, done a podcast interview. This is my first. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I'm after me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm so excited to have you on. And obviously, first of all, congratulations on your second book. Thank you. I know this is like my fourth baby, yeah. two literal babies. And then this is my second book. So yeah, yeah it's an exciting time. How, how's it been? And tell us a little bit about the book. Um, so this is Posy Pearl yeah. is a Curious Girl. And look, first and foremost, writing books, and you know this now when you're reading books to yeah. you, to kids, I need it to be a fun journey for oh me. God. I have to enjoy it yeah. because the ones I don't enjoy, they go to the back of the pile. <laughs> so I love rhyming. I love fun. And this is a little girl who goes on an adventure with her friends and um, they chase this mystery noise and the kids the whole time are wondering what this noise is. So that's the fun element of it. But there is a layer to it because I think it's always probably important that kids get um, something out of a book. And and what I want kids to get out of this book is a real sense of gratitude for their families and whatever their family is. Mm. Because I think we can all agree in 2022 that families come in all different shapes and sizes. They all have all different parts and pieces and, and, you know, you should never be looking at someone else's family and go, their family's better or that's the way a nuclear family should be. Family is whoever's there at home loving you and that's what these kids all realise by the end of the book. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially it, but it's a fun rhyming book that hopefully kids will enjoy. Oh, I love that. No, I think it, it's such an important message and I, I think you're so right that the best children's books are the ones that are fun Yes. And easy to read for the parent, totally. um, but actually have a, an underlining message. So I think that's super special. And of course, the message in this one is one that's quite personal to you as well, because your family dynamic is, I suppose, yes, you know, the different. But yeah, I think that's what's really cool and really important to talk on. I know you're obviously a busy mum of two, yep. but you've done it on your own. Yes. So can you talk <laughs> through, I think particularly your journey with Daisy, mm-hmm. Um IVF yes. on your own. I think it's really important to kind of share these messages because I'm sure there's so many women out there who might be coming to that phase in their life where they are ready to be a mum. Mm. But for whatever reason, they might not have a partner or might not want a partner or all that sort yeah. of stuff. And they just want to do it differently and do it on their own. But that's 
you know, you need a little bit of a yeah. It's well, it's a, it's a really personal decision totally. to make. It's a it's a it's a decision that requires a lot of thought, mm-hmm. and 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 I obviously went through that. I had Trixie, so I already yeah. had my daughter, and I wanted to grow the family. And yeah, for me, it was a it, it was. I'm not somebody that's ever been needing a relationship. I've, I guess, I've always been really career focused mm. the whole journey through my well, radio career, and radio also is a career where you're traveling and you're moving cities. Yeah. And um, for me, I've never like I need a man or I need a relationship for my life to be perfect. But I, I knew I wanted kids and a family, and to grow my family for me, the option was to um, go down the IVF path and do that on my own. And it was really um, fun and exciting and a process that I really enjoyed mm. and worked beautifully because, as you know, we just said it, to have two little girls, you know, I often, I sort of pinch myself. I think, how did I get this lucky? Mm. But as you said, it's a, it's a different makeup, you know, mm. where um, yeah. I'm a single mum with the two kids and, you know, and I, I had to think about this before I went into the process what do I, how do you tell your child hmm. when they've, they've come into the world in a different way? And I think they're the conversations I already had with her before I conceived her, Daisy, obviously. And then this book was about how to make it fun to yeah. go, hey, you know, we don't have a dad in our family, mm-hmm. but our family, and I can say this, our home is full of love yeah. and we're not missing anything. Yeah. And I think I even reflected on when I was a kid, you know, growing up, kids, you know, when your parents got divorced, it was like, oh mm. no, my family doesn't look like their family. Or And, and everyone's missing something because even me, I always wanted a sister mm. and I never got a sister. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I looked at it that way. I thought the great thing for my girls is they've got male role models and I've got a really incredibly supportive family. Mm. And that was something that I did have to take into consideration because I have friends that are considering this as an option mm. because as a woman, we do have a biological clock that is working against us. And I even, when I went through the process of IVF for Daisy, I was 39. So I was getting my eggs out at a stage. I'll never forget the IVF doctor. Um, He was incredible. And when he sat me down, he showed me this graph because I thought, I'm still in my 30s. Yeah, I can pop out another kid. And he showed me this graph. And, you know, from 35 onwards, the quality of your eggs decreases at such a rapid rate. Mm. It's really alarming. And and that's the thing that I'll obviously want to talk to my girls about one day. You go into this world and embrace it and live it and, you know, eat it up and enjoy every part of it. Don't leave any, you know, stone unturned. But if you do want a family, there are things you need to know and mm. we need to know that. And even I'm a mum who obviously I've had Daisy in my 40s. I had Trixie in my 30s. But I was very lucky and even I was, the statistic of me having Daisy was 7%. Mm. So I had 92% chance of failure. And I remember when I got told that and I thought, you know, I had three, got three embryos and he put them all in because he went, we're just going to have to roll the dice Mm. here. And the fact that I got her was, was incredible. And I still, I think she's our miracle in our family. But um, yeah, they're all the things I had to think through before I went down this path. Oh, absolutely. And what about your conversation with Trixie, with the, with the process? Yeah, well, that was, so she was. I was say, how old was she? Been? She was like five, five six, when five, I conceived yeah. Daisy. Yeah. So when I told her, so she always, she wanted a sister more yeah. than anything. All that, right, I'll make from, it happen. <laughs> I know, but the biggest thing for me was when I found out the gender, like if it would have been a boy, I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> So um, for Trixie, it was really, this is a gift we're being given. And 
and when I told her, I said, we're having a baby and you're going to have a little um, sister. She was, yeah, five, so so excited. But she knows um, that Daisy doesn't have a dad, but she's got all these, you know, wonderful people in her life, mm. namely us. I'm like, Trixie, we're pretty good. Like, you know, let's talk, let's talk ourselves up. But she know, she understands the concept. She understands the process. And that that's another part of this journey. I think it's really important to be honest, yeah. upfront and hold nothing back. And yeah. I'm a big believer in that. And I think even when you see studies of children who have been adopted or donor conceived over time, and now those um, kids are now in their 20s and mm. 30s, they've realised that being very clear about the process from the youngest age is the best thing. Yeah. You know, I think telling people, surprise, when at their 18th, guess what? This yeah. is how you... So for me, yeah, we're really transparent and open and uh, it's kind of, you know, cute. Trixie will explain to her friends how we got Daisy and I mm. think it's very modern, uh, but I think the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. We're a really well-adjusted family and they're two well-adjusted little kids. So, yeah, I'm incredibly grateful. And I think that's so special that you touched on, you know, even since you going through the journey that even some of your friends are considering it and everything. Yes. That's, have you found that a lot of people are coming to you for kind of advice around the matter? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's a tricky thing because I've had, I was in a position where it was really viable. Mm. I, I was financially secure. I had family around me that were prepared to step in and help me. But I do have friends that, you know, aren't as fortunate in that way. And they're like, hang on don't necessarily have family yeah. that could step in and help. Um, maybe their jobs are not as secure. So they're like, well, hang on, how would I afford to do this? And I feel for them because, and you know this, mm. like motherhood is the best thing that happened to me. I would give everything up. Yeah. I would give, I, I would have nothing but my daughters yeah. and my motherhood journey. But I think there are women out there that are an age where they've got to think about this. Mm. They don't necessarily have a partner. And I think, you know, I, I'm a, also, I tell a lot of my friends, please don't rush into a relationship because you feel like you've got to have a baby yeah. now because I have seen examples of that, yeah. rushing through, quickly having a baby and then, oh dear, I think I just landed in that relationship so we could have a baby together. So yeah, I, I, I think it's tough and I have also had friends that have decided not to do it because it didn't feel right for them. And I think that's the thing about life, whatever path you end up on, mm. whatever your experience of life, you've got to be grateful mm. and feel that gratitude for what you've got. And if that didn't include having kids, you know, there's a, that's a different journey, a different adventure. Yeah, oh, 100%. And with your life, very busy one <laughs> yes. at that. Uh, I think that's something I'd love to touch on because you balance quite a lot. You juggle a lot. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know how you feel about that because I think what's really interesting about your position and the, and the role that you're in and the career that you're in, the industry that you're in, it's one of those ones that I'm sure you've felt at times that you don't really have any other choice but to, to keep at it because, <laughs> you know, you'll fall behind because that's the nature of it, mm. right? So I wanted to know when you returned to work or when you considered like keeping up everything that you do, did you do that because of your genuine love for what you do and, yeah, I absolutely can't lose my career or was mm. it because you felt like you kind of had to and if you were in a different industry, maybe you would have taken more time or more break. Like I'd love to kind of unpack yeah. that because I think it's it's obviously fine either way because everyone's really different in what they need to fill their cup 
Well, I mean, luckily I, I love radio. Mm. I am passionate about radio. I've been doing it since I was 17. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was my first love before yeah. my daughters. Uh, and so when I took, when I had Trixie and um, obviously on a radio show and I was on a drive show at the time, I did take three months off and I'll never forget the weekend before I was going back. I cried all weekend. I thought I can't leave her and I'm her everything. Like how can I leave and maybe because of the nature of my job, it wasn't really an option to take six months or a year off. Mm. So I'm lucky in that I love what I do. Yeah. So I was coming back to something that I felt so passionate and strongly about, but I definitely suffered that mum guilt. And and it was interesting though, because I realised, you know, the resilience of babies and my kids. And, and I, I, I guess also I don't have a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. I'm gone for three hours and I'm leaving her with my mum. So it, it wasn't as difficult as I imagine other yeah. mums or dads might feel leaving their kids. Uh, but this is an interesting, unique industry, as you know. And the thing about it, though, is I'm very focused on radio, which I love. I'm not necessarily into the celebrity fame game, so I don't do anything else. Mm. And um, you know, there are offers, there are, do you want to do this? There's this TV show. Have you thought about coming, you know, to mm. this red carpet? And I just say no to everything yeah. because for me, it's the girls and I want them to have all my time and the time that I'm not giving them, I give to the radio, which is my other love. Mm. So I'm, and, and I really shut down on that. And all my friends know that they're mm. like, it's a bit of a running joke. I don't go out <laughs> and I'm boring and I'm in bed at seven o'clock at night. But to get the juggle right, because yeah. it's difficult, that's sort of the decision I've made. And I I don't subscribe to the keeping up in this industry if they don't want me and I lose my job or suddenly, you know, there's someone hotter that they want on the radio or the TV. Just go for it because I'm enjoying every phase of life. Yeah. And in my 20s, yeah, I was all over that stuff and yeah. I was like loved the, yeah. the industry and everything that came with it. But I'm I'm far more into quality time with family, with friends, and and really focusing on a job I love. Yeah. Because I don't think there'd be anything worse than doing a job you hate. Yeah, I oh. know. I know. I, f- I really feel for the parents who, I suppose, you know, for, for financial reasons and everything, obviously yes. have to go back to work. And I can only imagine. Um, but it is about getting that your own balance right, isn't it? Because like... Yes. For me as well, I've I've found that in the process of coming back to work and um, taking more on, I can really feel it the weeks that I've taken too much on. Like my mood is completely different. My energy is completely yes. different. And I think as soon as you start to feel that resentment towards something that you mm. love, like I, I love kick, I love everything yeah. that we do. Um, and it was my first baby too. So whenever I feel that like even slight resentment, I'm like, okay, my Harvey cup is not full enough. Yeah. I need to work on this. I need to say no to a few events or like seeing some friends for the next week and just soak up time with him or see if I can get home for bedtime, like those little yeah. changes. But I think it's really important to work that out for yourself. Oh, it really is because even I'm in a really busy phase at the moment, mm. but I know in about four weeks, I'm going to have like probably three or four weeks leading up to Christmas non-stop girls. They'll yeah. get everything then. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, everyone talks about the mummy juggle, but it is real and it's, it's a daddy juggle. Like, I don't want to discriminate. Everybody has yeah. their own juggle in life. Yeah. But if you can really focus on the things that mean something to you and less focus on the other things. Yeah. And I think this industry lends itself to constantly looking over your shoulder and, you know, if I don't take that opportunity, will I miss out? Here's the thing I have learned in life. 
if you miss out on one thing, mm. there's something else coming along. Mm. I mean, life's like an escalator. It yeah. just keeps going round and there's always something around the corner. So yes. that's sort of my the philosophy I subscribe to. I yeah. used to do a lot more television yeah, and I don't do much anymore. And I, I, occasionally people will say to me, oh, you know, why you, you know, got to get on the telly, got to get yourself seen. And I often say to them, but why? Yeah. For who? For you? Yeah. Does that validate me as a person if yeah. people see me on a telly? Yeah. That's not my problem. That's your problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy in my life and I love radio because I can um, wear my tracksuit and a baseball cap to work and no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, I think that's awesome that you've worked that out for yourself. I think that's great. Mm. I would like to, I know Posy Pearl is the main thing at the moment, but your first book, Minty May Grey yeah. and the Strangely Good Day, I'd love to touch on that because... I know an element of that, and I suppose the messaging around that was to really try and, I suppose, remove the need to be so focused on aesthetics, Mm. right, in life. And we've all grown up in that world. (laughs) And again, with the industry that we're in, it's very much focused on the way you look sometimes. Yes. Yes. And I'm really interested as a mother of two girls, how you find that line where Mm. you can still appreciate getting dressed up Mm. for events or for work. Because I don't know about you, but I actually enjoy it as yeah. well. Like there's elements that I enjoy, but then there's plenty of days where I just want to be in my trackies and strap everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've embraced that and I'm happy to go out in public like that. You know, it took me a while, but I got there and now I'm like, yep, yeah, cool. Don't need to always look 110%. <laughs> but I wonder, how do you find that balance and where's the line, I suppose, when bringing up your girls um, in, I suppose, appreciating things like getting doled up yeah. versus also just appreciating you for who you are and what you look like? Yeah, it's a really tricky one. Yeah. And and even going back to why I wrote Minty May, yeah. that for me, because when I when I was having, well, when I had two daughters, I thought to myself, I don't want them to go through what I went through. Mm. And it's through no one's fault. Yeah. Like my mum couldn't have known in the 80s and 90s nah. what was going on. And when you were looking at Dolly magazine or a Cosmo magazine, uh, you were comparing yourself. And and I I had low self-esteem issues pretty much my whole life. Mm. I, can, I can honestly say in my 40s mm. is the happiest and the most content I've been with my physical self. Yeah. I've let go of what other people think. I've let go of what I think Mm -hmm. and just enjoying the experience of being alive opposed to what do people think? How do I look? Is my bum too big in this? Uh, So I wrote Minty May because I thought I cannot let my daughters Mm -hmm. spend their lives worried about how they look. And that's the whole messaging in that book and Mm -hmm. that's what Minty finds out by the end. It doesn't matter and Mm -hmm. please just be happy and, and know that age-old adage, beauty and yeah. is, is from within and it's who you are as a person. But to what you said, though, like you, I do like yeah. dressing up. Yeah. I do like putting on makeup on. And it's a really fine line yeah. because I don't want my daughters to think the only way I can be acceptable is if I'm wearing mascara yeah. and lipstick. But I want them to have a sense of fun yeah. and enjoy life. Yeah. And I like clothes and makeup yeah. and getting my hair done because it's fun. It's pageantry. Yeah. It's yeah. it's plain. Yeah. And they probably get a good balance with me mm. because they get mum in jammies and track yeah. suits a lot. And then they like seeing the, yeah. you know, they walk around in my high heels yeah. or, yeah. you know, Daisy pretends to put makeup on me. And I think that's probably the strongest messaging for my kids that I want them to move forward with is Life is fun. Yeah. And I think even in this day and age, people are getting so bogged down in oh my God. detail and <laughs> no. 
guess what? Put on what you want, wear what you want, have yep. fun and yep. don't take life too seriously. So, yeah, I think I want my kid, my girls to have a really strong sense of self. I never, like dieting is going to be the big one for me. I don't ever want my kids yep. to feel like they have to monitor what they're eating or how much they're eating, whatever their shape or size Go for it. Mm. Just have fun. Mm. Live life. Yeah, I think that's I think that's awesome. I think that's something that we've seen commonly in our community. And Laura and I were fortunate enough, uh, both the households we grew up in, like I didn't even know mum had insecurities until I was like 20 yeah. because one day I went shopping with her to buy her a dress and suddenly she was saying like, oh, I want something that, you know, covers the top of my arms and goes past my knees. I don't like my thighs. And it was the first time I'd ever heard her talk to her yeah. insecurities, which now looking back, I'm so grateful for because it comes up quite a lot in our community that a lot of the younger girls grew up and their mums would follow all these different fad diets yes. and everything like that. And that's all they knew and grew up with. So that's what they then, when they hit their 20s, was like, well, I've got to be on a diet. I've got to. Totally. And, you know? and adults would say to you back mm. then, oh, you're putting on a bit of weight. Watch yeah. what you eat. Like yeah. to say to somebody, watch what you eat. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you, couldn't, you can't say that in yeah. 2022. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I had a conversation with um, Sean Zepps the other day on the podcast and I thought it was really interesting what he said because he's got he's a father of twins and he's saying it's really interesting to see how society treats them differently. Like they're only five, yeah. but, you know, they'll, they'll walk up to them on the street and instantly start talking to his daughter about her beauty and not really do the same for it. And it's just interesting, isn't it? it How it really is. That's just something that they grow up with. So I think that's really beautiful that you can kind of teach them that it's all fun and fun. dress up and yes. do it for you, not for yeah. anyone else. I think that's awesome. So Yeah. And also don't follow trends. Yeah. And if you want pink hair, have pink hair. Like I think that's also like no, I'm yeah. not gonna be specific about well, hang on, honey, it's a cocktail event, you need to wear this or mm. and I have to catch myself. Yeah. You know, even we'll be leaving the house and Trix will just have put something on and I'll go, What are you? Oh, no, go you whatever you want, you darling. Or I have to say you can brush your hair. And the other day she said, But Mum, I like my hair like this. And I was looking at it going, I just want to run a comb through it. But then I thought to myself, but what am I saying? I'm saying she's only presentable to the world if she combs her yeah, hair. Yeah. So I, I have to check myself because yeah. there are things that we've sort of been, you know, yeah. we've been, I've come through this institutionalisation where I feel like you've got to look presentable when you go out into the world. But what's wrong with presenting as you are? So I'm, I'm learning a lot on the journey too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I feel like you never stop. So your books, both of them, mm-hmm. um, but particularly Posy Pearl. So have your girls read them and what do they think of them? Do they enjoy it? Do you know what? I, this is not a great endorsement for my books, but they haven't. Um, and it's twofold. One, Daisy, well, when the books arrived on the doorstep uh, last week, she, this. yeah, this is a video that sort of went a bit viral on my Insta. She just cracked it. She just didn't want a bar of it. I'm like, Can mummy read you my book? No! <laughs> And so I haven't gone back, revisited it. Yeah, and yeah. Trixie, it's more a fun game. She plays with me because, yeah. like, she's she's, she's got, older. She's I nine. Like how old she? I mean, she's I not know. old. <laughs> no, but she's like, guy, but she's wow. heckling mum. Yeah, like I, I have to go. Hey, mummy wrote a book. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Like, oh, <laughs> can you please read my book? So it's interesting because I went to school. I went mm. to school pickup, and uh, her librarian at the library was so excited. And we've got the new book coming in. She's like, oh. And I, I had to literally look at my daughter and go, "See, like, Mrs. Carlson thinks I'm cool. You should like think I'm cool too." Phoebe, that line. <laughs> So, the librarian loves me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, I, I can't wait to read it to Harvey. <laughs> yeah. He, he 
I'll, I'll let you know if he screams when I yeah, when do, I open it. Do. And, um, yeah, hopefully Harvey loves it. There's good pictures. Adam Ming has done a fabulous job, mm. so we've got great bright colours. I, anything to get the kids' attention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on oh, um, today. It was so lovely to chat. Thank you for having me, up. my first podcast experience. Oh. I loved it. <laughs> One, two, three, Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that chat as much as we did, as we touched on. She has just released her second children's book, Posy Pearl is a Curious Girl, which is out now. So you can find that wherever you get your books. As always, guys, if you would like to join our Kick Bump Facebook community, you are more than welcome to. And I'll be back in your ears on Monday with Lizzie for another Kick Bump episode.